Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 1st, 2022. Wow, we're already in November this year. We've learned so much this year. We've been growing in grace and in the knowledge of God. We've been growing in grace as we've been growing in the knowledge of God. The more knowledge of God we get, the more God's knowledge of we, of us we get. And so as we're growing in the knowledge of God, God is revealing things to us about us. He's revealing things to us about the plans that he made for us from the foundations of the world. And you and I, we're on this journey of discovery and developing and dying to self and becoming who it is that God has called us to be so that when we get to heaven, God can say, well done, so that we can experience success in God's eyes, God's way. We're not going to try to pursue success the way the world defines success. We just want to be who it is that God has called us to be. Whatever that is, we want it. And whatever is not, we don't want it. That's how we define success. So I've been teaching a series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. This is part 31. Yesterday, we dealt with Philippians 4.13. We looked at Philippians 4.19. I can do all things. Say, I can do all things. We looked at, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Today, I want to go back to Philippians 4.13 with a special emphasis on the grace of God. The title of today's message is, Only by Grace Can You Do All Things. Say, I can do all things by the grace of God. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. We're talking about the fact that we can do all things, but we're doing it by the grace of God. Uh, this weekend, I was preaching and I said, listen, I say it all the time. I'm not a mo motivational speaker. I, I want to be clear. I'm a, I'm a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Motivational speakers talk about the power of you. They talk about the power of I, say I, and they have I cantations. What I say is I can do nothing. <laughs> I can do nothing without God, but I can do all things with God. And so the special emphasis is on God. Our life is all about him. It's not about us. We live our lives to glorify his name. Say amen to that. So let's get into the message for this morning. Let's look at our foundational scriptures, Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through 10. The Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. All you did was believe. Eternal life is a gift from God and all you did was receive it. So you're not saved by the things that you've done. You have nothing to boast about. Verse 10 says, in Christ Jesus, God made you a new creation so that you could spend the remainder of your days performing the good works that God had before ordained for you to do. There are good works that you're supposed to be doing. There are good works that I'm supposed to be doing. Put it in the chat. I need to get to work. I'm going to get to work because there's some things that I'm supposed to be doing. Now, I'm not doing it for grace. I'm doing it by grace. I can't work for grace. Grace is a gift. Uh, Romans 11 and 6 says that since grace is a gift, you can't work for it because if you try to work for a gift, then a gift is no longer a gift. A gift at that point becomes payment. And so you're saying, if, if if I give you a gift, but then you try to work for it, then now what you're saying is you, you're trying to convert my gift to something else. You're trying to convert my gift to payment. No. So the grace of God, eternal life is just a gift. All you do is receive it. But now that you receive it, now you can get to work. You're going to work not because of not because you're trying to earn grace. You're trying to, you're just going to get to work because the grace of God is on you to do what God called you to do. Say amen to that. First Corinthians 1, 30 and 31. The Bible says, God has united you and I with Christ Jesus. Now for our benefit, the Bible says, God made Jesus to become wisdom itself. So we have access to this wisdom that's from above. Also, 
Because of Jesus, God made us right with the Father. So say this, say, I'm the righteousness of God. So I have access to wisdom. I'm the righteousness of God. And then the text says that God made us pure, God made us holy, and God freed us from sin. God made us pure, God made us holy, God freed us from sin. All of that was because of Jesus. None of that was because of us. Verse 31 says, therefore, you don't have anything to boast about. If you're going to boast, you have to boast in the Lord. He's the one that did everything. You didn't do anything. All we do is receive the grace of God. Say amen to that. 2 Timothy 1 and 9, the Bible says, uh, God saved us and guess what? He called us. He, he saved us and he called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. He gave us the purpose and the grace for the purpose, the assignment and the grace for the assignment. He gave us both in Christ Jesus. He gave us both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So, so yesterday we looked at Philippians 4 and 13. And uh, then we looked at Philippians 4 and 19. You should look at yesterday's message if, if you haven't, because it was really good. But I want to go back to Philippians 4 and 13 today. We can do all things, but we can do all things through Christ by the empowering presence of the grace of God. See that when you when you justify or when you make sure that everybody knows that you are who you are by the grace of God, then you're putting all the spotlight on God and not on you. That's why I live the grace life. That's why I'm talking about grace life all the time. It's all about God. It's not about me. I'm putting the emphasis on him, not on me. I'm put, uh, and, and I'm letting everybody know that whatever... Everything that I am and everything I'm, that I'm not, it all belongs to God. So when I'm do whatever, when I do whatever I do, I'm doing it by the grace of God, and I'm doing it for the glory of God. In Philippians chapter four, the apostle Paul was saying, you know, he, and we studied all of this yesterday. But he was like, look, you know, I, I've learned a secret. He's like, there's times where I had an abundance, and there was times where I was barely getting by. He says, I know what it's like to live under poverty. I know what it's like to live under prosperity. I've, I've been through it all. And so so I've learned something throughout all of that. Oh, Paul, what did you learn? He said, well, it's a secret. Well, what's the secret? He said, well, the secret is this. I've learned that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It doesn't matter if I have a lot externally or a little externally. What I'm doing, I'm not doing it based on my external circumstances. I'm doing it because God is telling me to do it. And if God tells me to do it, then I'm going to go do it. And, and, and he has to find a way to, to, to get me what I, whatever I need to get to get done, whatever I need to get done. And so I'm not going to wait for my conditions to be favorable. I'm not going to wait for all the conditions to be right. I'm going to set conditions. I'm just going to launch out in faith. And as I go, I believe that God opens doors. I believe that God makes a way. He makes a crooked path straight for me. Why? Because I'm doing what he called me to do, what he's leading me to do by his spirit, in his name, for his glory. And it's all by his grace. It's not about us. Is all about him. This is how I live. I'm saying this is the grace life. You got it? So what does this mean for you today? I have nine things to share with you this morning. Nine. I'm going to get through these. Don't, don't worry. They're not long, uh, uh, but I'm going to get through these nine things. And as I get through these nine things, I need you to lock in and uh, focus in on what God is about to say. You ready? Nine things. Number one. Here we go. This one is from 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. If you want to become a success in God's eyes, if you want to be who it is that God has called you to be, you cannot focus on the natural. You cannot focus on what these eyes can see, on what your natural eyes can see. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, we walk by faith, not by natural sight. The opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is sight. So he's like, people in this world, they just live by what they can see. They live by their senses. They, they live by what they can validate with, with sense realm evidence, see, touch, taste, smell. No. He says, no, no, no. As a believer, we're living in the spirit, not by that. Your focus must be on what God reveals to you in the spirit. In the, and what God reveals to you in the spirit, the Bible calls it the unseen. 
What God reveals to you in the spirit, the unseen has to be more real to you than what you see with these natural eyes. So what you can see with these natural eyes, 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 says, is subject to change. Things that you see down here in this world, these things change. Seasons change, times change, things change, people change. People will smile on you in your face one day and turn on you the next day. I mean, like things change. These things are subject to change. But what God reveals to you in the spirit, he's revealing things to you from eternity and those things are not subject to change. And so when you live your life based on that, you're gonna live a more stable life. If you live your life based on, on worldly conditions and circumstances, then circumstances change and people change and life changes and time shift. And because of that, if you're living your life based on the circumstances or the conditions of this world, then your life is going to be unstable. You're going to be up and down. You're going to be here and there. You're going to be pulled from pillar to post. You're going to go from place to place. It's going to be like a zigzag thing. But if you're living your life based on the unseen, then it doesn't matter what's happening on the outside. You have a peace and stability on the inside. And this is how we're supposed to live. That's exactly how Jesus lived. Number two, your ability to perform God's assignment is not limited by what you can see in the natural. Your ability to perform the will of God on this planet is not limited to what you can see in the natural. The apostle Paul was saying, look, there were times where I had a lot. There were times where I had a little, but my ministry was not based on that. My, My ministry was based on whatever God told me to do, however God told me to do it. And so you can't live your life based on conditions because naturally speaking, you know, Okay, let's just say naturally speaking, look at the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, naturally speaking, should not have been able to do what he did. First of all, he left everybody that he knew. He disconnected from all of his friends, all of his earthly relationships, spent three years in isolation, received the call of God, and then launched out to be somebody completely different. Everybody knew him as Saul of Tarsus. He launches out to be the Apostle Paul. He goes on four missionary journeys. He becomes a pastor of pastors. He writes half the New Testament. He impacts the first century church like no other human except Jesus. And he's still impacting lives today, 2,000 years later. That should not have happened. In the natural, like, listen, when people, when you live your life by the grace of God, and I'm a witness, this happens to me all the time, people ask, like people can stop Paul and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You were in and out of jail. You you, you had all of these shipwrecks. You were beaten in stone. You got five times the 39, uh, 40 lashes with the cat of nine tails. Holy moly. You were not supposed to do all of this. How in the world did you get it done? People will ask you when you live by the grace of God, how did you get so much done with so little? And the answer is simple. It's the grace of God. People ask Isabella, how in, how do you guys do so many things? The answer is simple. It's the grace of God. It's not us. It's not you. It's all about him. Say amen to that. Number three, God calls you to do things that you cannot do without him. God calls you to do things that you cannot do without him. So God is calling you to operate beyond your power, your ability, your strength, right? God is calling you to to basically, like we would say in the world, to punch above your weight. So if you start thinking about the magnitude of the task, the size of the call, and then you start thinking, well, how am I going to get it done? How am I? Put, Put in the chat, it's not about me. It's all about him. It's not about me. It's all about him. But if you start thinking, oh my God, God wants, you go to your spouse, babe, God wants us to do this. How in the world are we going to do that? Well, if you start looking at your power, your ability, your strength, your resources, your connection, your education, your experience, all you're going to do is stress yourself out. You will be stressing yourself out over the calling or the assignment of God. If If you're looking at you, let me be clear about something. 
God calls you to do things that you can't do. It's not about you. It's all about him. But if you start looking at you, you can lose your peace. You can lose your mental health. You can even lose your physical health. Your body will break down. You won't be able to get good sleep at night. You won't have peace. Why? Because you are taking on the pressure to perform. I'm going to preach about this tonight, actually. Matter of fact, on social media, I'll share the link so you guys can watch tonight, 7 p.m. if you want, but Eastern time. Um, but yeah, you'll be taking on the pressure to perform. And if you take on the pressure to perform, what's going to happen, like I said, you're going to lose your peace. You're going to lose your mental health. Your body's going to break down and you are not designed to live that way. You, you were not designed to live your life without God. You are not designed to attempt to, to perform the will of God without the grace of God. Say amen to that. Number four, for Paul to do what he was called to do, he could not limit himself to natural circumstances because his natural circumstances were not favorable. His natural circumstances were not conducive to his assignment, but he still got it done. Why? Because he chose to focus on the unseen over the seen. That's why he wrote in 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. He, he, he chose to say, even though in the natural, all the conditions say, I'm not supposed to be able to do what I'm doing. Maybe in the natural, all the conditions say, nobody that looks like me or sounds like me or has a last name like mine has ever done this. Nobody in my family has ever done it. Uh, 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 my, my finance dictate I shouldn't be doing this. All of this stuff, I don't have the education for it. I don't have the, the experience for it. I don't have the background for it. I don't have the connections for it. But I have the grace for it. <laughs> as long as I have the grace for it, that's all that matters. And so as long as, I, I listen, I, I will. as long as I have the grace, I will walk in a level of grace and favor and anointing and, and, and peace and love and joy and success because it's not about me, it's all about him. And so the apostle Paul, if he had relied on the natural, he could never do what he was called to do, but he didn't rely on the natural. He relied on the spirit. And because of that, he lived a life of faith. Because of that, his faith tapped into God's grace. Because of that, he did what nobody thought he could do. And he did it by the grace of God. He did it for the glory of God. That's how we're supposed to live. It's the grace life. You got it? All right, number five, man, I'm preaching to myself. All right, number five, the spirit of God, will enable you to see the invisible. Now, now the apostle Paul is talking about this unseen realm and how the unseen has to be more real to you than the seen. And so he's like, there, there's, a, there's like an alternate reality. And, and what the Holy Spirit will do is that he will open up your eyes to see this alternate reality from this reality. And so while you're on earth, the Holy Ghost will, will allow you to peer into heaven so that you can bring heaven to the earth. And, and so while you're in time, the Holy Ghost will allow you to peer into eternity so that you can bring eternity into time. And so what God wants is that he reveals things to you from the unseen and so that you can bring them into the seen realm. The, the grace of God empowers you to be able to see it, but not just see it. The same grace that allows you to see it will then empower you to do whatever you just saw. And you will never be satisfied until you see in your hands what you saw in your heart. So the grace of God will empower you to perform the seemingly impossible because the grace of God will never, the Holy Ghost will never reveal something to you that God hasn't empowered you to do. It's not like the Holy Ghost will reveal something to you and then you get so excited about it and then God says, psych, no, I'm not going to give it to you. I was just showing it to you to get you all worked up and get you excited, but I'm not going to give it to you. No, the Bible says that we have a hope that does not disappoint. Because of the grace of God, we're not going to be disappointed. We have a hope that will not disappoint us. I want you to get your hopes up. In the world, they say, well, don't get your hopes up too high because I don't want you to get disappointed. 
God says, no, I want you to get your hopes up high because with me, you will never be disappointed. Put that in the chat. I will never be disappointed. Put it in the chat. God will never let me down. I serve a God that will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He will never turn his back on me. He will never relax the grip that he has on me. Come on, man. I'm telling you, my life is all about him and he will never let me down. I'm looking unto God. He's the author and the finisher, the creator and the sustainer, the alpha and the omega of my life. My life is all about him. I'm living for him. I'm known by his name. Everybody that knows me knows I'm a God-made man. I'm living to glorify his name. My His name is on me, on everything that I do. And so I'm doing what I do in the name of Jesus. I'm doing what I do for the grace of God. I'm doing what I do to glorify his name. God is not going to let me down. I feel like preaching. Now, let me tell you something. We serve a God who would never let you down. When you launch out and you do what God has called you to do from the foundations of the world and you do it at the risk of looking foolish and you cross the faith line and you're out there so far that where you're like, oh my God, if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. Please, God, don't let me look stupid. I've been there so many times. We serve a God who will not let you down. This is how we're supposed to live. High five yourself. Praise God on that. Number six, I feel like preaching. We're not called to live bound to earthly limitations. Let me tell you something. We are not called to live bound to earthly limitations. We are not called to live as mere men. We're not called to live like the people down here in this world. The people down here in this world, this is how they make decisions. Let me check my bank account. How much money we got? Let me get this. Hey, wait. This says, oh, I got to go do this. Mm, what are the qualifications? What are the requirements? Do I have the education? Do I have that? Do I know anybody over there? Can I get a Can I get a hookup? Can I get a connection? Can I Listen, the Holy Ghost is like, don't worry about all that. Let me, I, you just go and I will open doors for you that no man can close. I will close doors for you that no man can open. The apostle Paul did stuff and he didn't have a lot and he did it anyway because it was the grace of God that was on him to do it. It's the grace of God that empowers you to do all things. We are called to manifest heaven on earth, but we can't do that in our power. We can only do that by the grace of God. When we are living by faith, tapping into the grace of God, by faith, tapping into the grace of God, put it in the chat. Is my faith is God. God's grace. It's my faith. It's God's grace. Everything God does for me, he does it by grace. Everything I do for God, I do it by faith. So it's my faith laying hold of God's grace. It's my faith laying hold of God's grace. When I live like that, man, I I, I perform the seemingly impossible. I look, I can see the invisible. I can perform the impossible because I'm doing it in his name. I'm doing it for his glory. It's all about him. It's not about me. Number seven, we are not called to live as mere men. Put it in the chat. I am not a mere man. Put it in the chat. I'm not a mere human. My, listen, I'm not just a human. I'm, I'm born from above. I am not. A, a, a natural person, natural to this world, having spiritual experiences. No, I am a spiritual person born from above. I've been born again and I'm having natural experiences down here in this world. Listen, I'm born from God. I'm a born, I'm born from above. I have been born again. Say amen to that. So you are not a mere man. You are not called to just operate in the flesh. No, you are called to see in the spirit, to see what's, listen, when you see in the spirit and you believe what God believes about you, then that, and, and you start doing what God has called you to do from the foundations of the world, that's what success looks like. That's what success success looks like in God's eyes. Success is not about cars, houses, money, fame, titles, all of that. If you like that stuff, God can give you a bunch of it. That doesn't matter. Success is about doing what God called you to do from the foundations of the world, leaving an impact 
on this planet that will not easily be erased so that your legacy of righteousness can outlive you so that the blessing can be transferred to the second and third generation so that your grandchildren can be still living off of the blessing that you left behind. Why? Because you are doing it in his name. You are doing it for his glory. It's not about things. If you like things, God will give you a lot of things. God gives us a lot of things, but our life is not about things. Our life is all about him. And when you live for him, I'm telling you, you chase God instead of chasing things, God will see to it that things chase you, but your life is not focused on things. Your life is focused on him. Say amen to that. Number eight, Jesus was the only perfect human to ever live. Jesus was the only perfect human to ever live. So if anybody could have relied on the flesh, it was Jesus. If there was any one human that could have ever relied on the flesh, it was Jesus. And Jesus refused to do it. He said, no, no, no. He says, I only say those things I hear my father say. I only do those things I see my father do. He says, I make decisions and my decisions are are great. They're perfect. You know why? Because I'm not the one that's deciding. It's the father who lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. So he was the only perfect human to ever live. And he didn't rely on his humanity. Who are we to rely on our humanity? Put it in the chat. I do not rely on my humanity. Put it in the chat. I do not trust in the arm of the flesh. My total reliance is on God. Number nine, and finally, you can do all things by the grace of God. You can do it. Say, I can do all things. You can do all things, but you're going to do it by the grace of God. You're going to do it for the glory of God. When God is leading you to do something and you start doing it, then you believe that God has already given you the grace for it. God is revealing to you what he wants you to do. You believe the grace is already on you to do it. You start operating, you launch out in faith, and you start walking as the man, the woman that God has called you to be. You take on no pressure to perform. This is how I live, y'all. This is the grace life. Let me give you a note as I close. What I'm sharing with you right now, what I'm going to preach tonight, what I preach this weekend, what I preach all the time, what I'm sharing with you right now took me over 25 years to learn. And and the amazing part about preaching is I could take what took me 25 years to learn and give it to you in 25 minutes. (laughs) So I I hope that you that you appreciate that you value that you apply what God. This is God speaking to you, not me. It's not about me. It's all about him. What God what took me 25 years to learn. I'm giving it to you in 25 minutes. I hope that you that you receive it, that you apply it, that you live by it. This is the grace of God. It's the grace life. I'm convinced this is how we're supposed to live. Let's close this message out for the dec- uh, with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. I have embraced the grace for my divine assignment. Now, it's too big for me to accomplish without you, so I'm not focused on me. <laughs> With my own strength and my own power, I could never do it because my humanity is limited. But I die to self. I accept your grace and I perform your will. I look not at the seen. I look at the unseen. What I can see with my natural eyes is subject to change. But what I can see in the spirit, it is limitless and eternal. It will not change and it shall come to pass. I live by what you allow me to see. I live by the naturally invisible. I attempt the humanly impossible. (laughs) I die to me so that you can live through me. I decrease 
so that you may increase. And as I live this way, natural circumstances just, just don't limit me. I just do whatever you tell me to do, whether the circumstances are favorable or not. There are times when I have everything I need. There are times where I have to believe you for it. But either way, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. You know what's going to happen tomorrow? I'm going to have another one. <laughs> so this is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, why would you not sign up and get the notes for free? Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Do me a favor, y'all. Leave me some comments in the chat. I like to read them. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. Live the grace life. Take on no pressure to perform. I believe this is how we're supposed to live. I love you. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. If you're in Augusta, I hope to see you tonight. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.